Man, what's happening with y'all, bruh? This is No Low Calion, man. Welcome to another episode of the Real Shit Roundtable.com. You feel me? Not even .com, it's just a Real Shit Roundtable podcast. My bad, I fucked up. Normally, I like to, you know, do my show with people that I fuck with in my life and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers that could bounce off me, I could bounce off them, you know what I mean, and it to me, it just make for a funner show and shit like that, but I just start thinking, like, I have a show, and, you know, sometimes I might gotta do the shit by myself, so, you know what I'm saying, like, here we go, like, you feel me, cause I wanna keep the shit going, I don't want the shit to die, I don't want the motherfuckers that's listening to my shit to get disinterested or whatever, so, I'm just gonna go ahead with it tonight, by my lonely, you feel me, so, it is what it is, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be, we gonna see you know, how many views or whatever this shit get or whatever may have you. Anyway, it's a lot of shit that I want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, the fights that just happened with uh, Anderson Silva knocking out Tito Ortiz, like, I don't know why nobody saw that shit coming. I did, you feel me? And then... With the, with the Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. And I felt like that was an early stoppage. I felt like that was a bad stoppage. I felt like, okay, you know, Holyfield was against the ropes and he was taking some punches and shit. But that's, that's him. That's... You know, that's him filling the nigga out. It was the first round. Like that's not the that's not a reason to stop the fight. Like, all right. He slipped one time, he went through the ropes. He got hit one time and then he sat down. Then after he got up and then that's when he started putting his guard up and taking punches and then you know what I'm saying, they stopped the fight. Like, oh, we don't want him to get hurt or whatever the fuck it was, you feel me? But that was a bad stoppage because Holyfield is a warrior. You feel me? Like this nigga, like he was just, he was just absorbing data at that fucking point. As the professional boxer that he is, he was just absorbing data. Like, okay, I started out fucked up. Shit is moving faster than I thought it was going to move. You know what I mean? Like, okay, bruh's coming harder than I thought he was going to come. So he went into absorb data mode so that he can come up with his game plan to where he can show this nigga real boxing skill or whatever. And it just never got to that point because they stopped the fight. So I feel like it was a bad stoppage. But at the same time, when I listen to Holyfield speak and I listen to him talk, like it kind of feel like he got the same shit that Muhammad Ali had. I forget what the fuck that shit is called, but like his speech is slurred and slowed down, and he's sober. Like this nigga ain't drunk. Like I've been drinking this shit, so if if my shit sounds slurred or whatever, it's cause of that. But this nigga, like over time, punch drunk whatever, you know what I mean, like, 
when this nigga just be talking, he not even in the ring. Like, it shit be... He still makes sense. He All the shit is there mentally, but between the brain and the mouth, something... You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't... It shit come out. So, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. And then for 50 to be like... Oh, well, is Mike Tyson the next fight? Oh, yeah. Nope. Nope. Mike Tyson is not the next fight. Because if you watch Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, like I watch Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, that nigga looked like a young Mike Tyson in that fight. He looked reinvigorated. That motherfucker had the speed, the power, everything was there, bro. Like, Holyfield, you don't want to see that nigga about nothing. I hope that fight don't happen. And that's just me being on some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, I, I forget what round it was, but Mike Tyson hit Roy Jones with a motherfucking body shot to sound like a fucking bomb went off, bro. It was like, BOW! And it was a louder because they didn't even have no crowds, so you could hear everything. They didn't have no crowds, so you could hear everything. And when he hit that nigga with that body shot, they talked about it after the fight, and Mike told him, he was like, but you stood up, and you kept coming, like, you took it, he was like, you took it, I knew exactly what the fuck, and then if you watch after the fight, Ray Jones was holding his ribs like a motherfucker, and he was even saying, like, oh, my ribs a little hurt, you know, whatever, whatever, you feel me, but that's the first time I ever watched Mike Tyson fight, and his sole focus was just to the risk because they were saying, like, you can't knock nobody out. They was telling both of them, like, y'all can't knock each other out. It's just an exhibition. And they was worried about everybody's health and all the shit. You know what I mean? So the only time Mike Tyson really hit Roy Jones to the face was when he was like, nigga, don't forget, I'll punch you up here too. Like, you feel me? It's the only time I ever seen Mike focus to the body. But when he hit that nigga with that one shot and then the way he was moving in that fight like he was the aggressor the whole fight he was coming forward the whole fight he had the side to side head movement and he was fast and he was strong and he man bro don't put him and holyfield in the ring because the holyfield that i saw that was in the ring versus vitor belfort is not capable or ready to see mike tyson on no level so that's that. You know what I mean? Then, then we go to uh to the the Jake Paul shit with the fucking uh Tyrone Woodley or whatever. Woodley was on some scared to pull the trigger shit. Like he was aggressive, he kept the fight moving forward. When he knocked when he knocked Jake Paul into the ropes, that was his the fight could have been over right there. Like, if he'd have rushed him and he'd have kept smacking him as hard as he can with the rights and the lefts and whatever openings that he could have saw, that was the end of the fight right there. But boom, nah, he 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 was scared to get punched. He was scared to get caught. So he tried to play it safe. That's why the judges gave it to Jake Paul. Because the rest of the fight... Jake Paul just pretty much played the outside and stayed away from him and didn't let him get that close no more. And 
them little exchanges that they did have, the simple fact that Jake Paul could get away from him, it was like, okay, boom. And that's why he won the fight. And I was just sitting back disappointed as fuck because I was like, yo, I really wanted Willie to win that shit. You know what I mean? In all sincerity, I, 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 I really wanted Willie to win that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy as fuck to me how you do all that fucking training for all these fucking months. And then when the time come and you say all this shit at this press conference, that press conference, you sit down at the motherfucking table. You sit down at the motherfucking table across from this nigga and y'all looking each other in the face and y'all trying to psych each other out. And y'all motherfuckers is sitting there and, 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 and saying this, that, and the third to each other. And you, this is the part where you solidify... Like, nah, nigga, this is who I am. I'm a motherfucking champion. I've been a champion for years. I'm a real combo, combat sports motherfucker. And you saying all this shit. So when you get into the motherfucking ring, you didn't train with Mayweather or anything. You got to fucking deliver, bro. And me, myself, personally, I'm probably like the only nigga that thought Jake Paul was going to win. I didn't think Jake Paul was going to win because of the bullshit-ass fights that the nigga didn't have with Ben Askren and all that. No, I didn't think he was going to win because of that bullshit. I thought he was going to win because his training videos, like, his punches came out sharp, and they came out crisp, and they came out hard. And I watched the way he was training, and he was doing real boxing training. You feel me? And then when I watched Willie train, like, his punches was coming out a little bit slower. You feel me? And they was, and his movement wasn't as crisp. As Jake Paul shit, like you feel me? It was a lot of, and the in the head, I didn't the head movement wasn't there. I was looking for the head movement, and that shit didn't come till way later, until damn near like when the fight was about to start, and then when the fight happened, it was like, I see why you got caught right there. I see why you got caught right there. When he knocked him into the road, I'm like, now, now, because if he if he'd have got him right there, he he'd have had it. It it's a wrap. It, you know, that's how that shit went. You feel me? Like, I'm I'm really into this. Uh, I'm really into this sport shit. You feel me? Just like for anybody that don't know, for all my fans out there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all rocking with the No Low Cali on Real Shit Roundtable Podcast. I appreciate you 100%. I thank you for, you know, tuning in to the show, all the shit. But in case you don't know, I'm from East Oakland, California. So I'm all about, when it comes to sports, the A's, the Oakland A's, the Golden State Warriors, and the Oakland Raiders. The motherfuckers, the move to Vegas, so... I'm conflicted about that, and I haven't fucking watched football since the Raiders went to Vegas, real shit, because I was really hoping and praying that they stayed in the town, because that's where the fuck they belong, you know what I'm saying, and Mark Davis, fuck you, nigga, on air, 
front page primetime live on TV, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. You ain't Al Davis, nigga. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Anyway. So I really ain't been following football too much right now because I'm still feeling some type of way about the Raiders moving to Vegas. And that's just on some real shit. But like I was saying earlier, you feel me? Like, I I was going back and forth. Like, how do I continue to keep the show going? Because I like to do the show with one of my niggas, you know what I mean? Or or my brothers or my cousins or family members and things of that nature. And things of that nature, you feel me? And... I do, I do my shit, they do their shit, you know what I'm saying, and then when we be doing our shit together, like, it ain't always like, oh shit, nigga, let me, let me record this, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that's not how real niggas operate, you feel me, like, it ain't about, it ain't about, uh, every time a nigga do something, let me pull my phone out, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm not one of them niggas, bruh. I'm really not, and ain't none of my niggas them type of niggas either, and that's why we fuck with it like that, though, you feel me? Like, I'm not finna, man, me and my niggas, bro, when we do shit, this this what the fuck we doing, like, ain't nobody thinking about, oh, let's record this, you feel me? And then, if if we was to think about it that way, it would be too much shit recorded that shouldn't be recorded. It would be too much shit like uh nigga you trying to snitch or something or you feel me? Like it just it it don't go. Like this shit gotta be it gotta be orchestrated. This shit This shit gotta be orchestrated to where like alright we finna do the show, and I'm finna start recording, so now everybody know, boom, boom, you feel me, to where when we get on here, we still do us, and we still be us, you know what I'm saying, but it's just, it's nothing that could get us locked up right now, you feel me, like, anything we talk about is stature of limitations than past, or is you know, just family shit, or real life shit, or, you know what I mean, it's nothing, and for those of y'all that been following my podcast, like, y'all understand what I'm saying, you feel me, like, it's just regular life shit, it's, I, I made this podcast for us to hear us, you know what I mean, for, for niggas that, that live like us, and, and move like us, and, and talk like us, could hear us on the other side because when I when I watch or listen to these other podcasts like where it's some it's some good ones out there. You know what I mean? I, I think I said this before, like I like Dream Champs, but they only interview motherfuckers in the rap industry. You know what I'm saying? 
but I like the way they make some noise and they sitting there and they getting drunk and they getting the high to go. I like that shit. I like the 85 South show. I probably said that shit before too. You know what I'm saying? Cause them niggas go and they have fun with it and they kind of do the same thing. Interview famous people or interview motherfuckers that got their own businesses and shit. And how did you start this business trying to educate motherfuckers and shit like that? I like that shit too. You know what I mean? I could consider myself, you know what I'm saying, a, a 85 percenter or whatever. You feel me? But for me, this is this is the the normal nigga podcast. The nigga that the real life been out here and did it all, bro. Oh, mamas, nigga. Like I didn't. I done did it all, bruh. You want to talk about stealing cars? We can talk about stealing cars. You want to talk about being in jail? We can talk about being in jail. You want to talk about selling dope? We can talk about selling dope. I'm talking about all kinds of different dope, though. It's, it ain't just one dope. You feel me? Like, I done sold all that shit. You want to talk about hitting house slicks? I done did that shit. You want to talk about robbing motherfuckers? I done did that shit. Like, you feel me? But... I got a normal life too. I got kids. I got a wife. You feel me? My family. Same thing. Them niggas is just like me. Like, you feel me? And I done did a, I done did a lot of shit with these motherfuckers too. You know what I mean? Like, we done did shit together. Like, it was a Easter Sunday that could have went real motherfucking bad because we was not for play. And I wait until, uh, I'll wait until Mo come back on the show. Me and him will talk about that shit if we want to. You feel me? But this this show is for us though. For for niggas that niggas that didn't, you know live the life. Not the life, but a life. Let me make that shit clear in case it didn't come out right. You feel me? For people, man or woman, that done live a life, you feel me, our life, you know what I'm saying, like, it be so many motherfuckers out here trying to be on some politically correct shit, and that shit be pissing me off, bruh, cause I be like, bro, that, that just took value off your stock with me, you feel me, cause... TV, no TV, money, no money. Like I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna water my shit down, man. You know what I mean? If I feel like it's some shit that I can't do, I'm just gonna say I ain't gonna be able to do it. And as a real nigga, that's your motherfucking job. You know what I'm saying? It's your job to know what you can and what you can't do. You feel me? If 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 I'm getting money to to do this movie, alright, I'ma do this movie, I'ma play this character, all the shit, boom. That's cool. I ain't mad at that. If I'm sitting on somebody's show and motherfuckers asking me questions, you feel me? Don't ask me a question you don't wanna know the answer to. You feel me? Cause I'm gonna 
I'm gonna, I can't not be me, you feel me? How was it working with this person, man? This nigga got on my motherfucking nerves, bro. On everything, nigga. On mama's bread, this nigga got on my... If that's what happened. You feel me? If a motherfucker was cool, I'd be like a motherfucker cool. If a motherfucker was on some diva shit, man, bro, for, for all of us that be wondering how motherfuckers be... I'm going to be the nigga that's going to sit here and be like, yo, man, I thought this nigga was cool, but wooty wop and wooty whoop. You feel me? This motherfucker on some... Even if it's a, a, a bitch here, everybody wanted to fuck or whatever. You know it's hella movie stars out there and everybody done had their fixations or fantasies or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying. Everybody be out here on that PC shit, comedians and shit. I like how Dave Chappelle be trying to come at the shit. You like, you can't say nothing no more. And I'm, I'm a real comedian. And I feel that nigga because if I was a fucking comedian, nigga, I'm saying everything. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, how you can't make gay jokes? How you can't talk about the gay community and, and they more present now than ever before? But we could talk about ourselves. We could talk about every race. We could talk about everything going on in America with the politics and all the shit. But we can't talk about gay people. You got me fucked up, nigga. Real shit. Cause don't nobody this this is the problem I got with that whole situation. And I'm glad I got my own platform because I can say what the fuck I want to and can't nobody shut me down. And y'all can feel however y'all want to feel about it. But I'm going to say it any motherfucking way. Don't nobody give a fuck about what y'all got going on. Y'all got your own lives going on. Ain't nobody trying to stop y'all shit. So why the fuck y'all always stepping in the middle of our shit for having a fucking opinion or making a joke or... You know what I'm saying? Because gay people will bash a straight nigga to their face or a straight woman to their face. They will do that. And you just got to eat it. Because it's like, if you don't eat it, then you're not strong enough to be straight. Or maybe you might be gay. Or it's gay bashing. And it's a hate crime. Because this person was gay. Because of how you responded. Because of what they... Nah, fuck all that double standard ass bullshit. Listen, bro. You want crack jokes? We can crack jokes, my nigga. You want to talk shit? We can talk shit. If we get into it, we get into it. Like, nigga, you's a regular motherfucker, bruh. I don't give a fuck if you turned yourself into a woman or, or if you haven't turned yourself into a woman. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, to me, it's a level playing field, bruh. I don't give a fuck, bruh. It's a level playing field. However, you going to get what you give when you dealing with me at all times. And I'm not going to apologize for it because you ain't going to apologize for it. If you come out on top, they going to be like, oh, shit, look how the gay nigga did no low calion. You know what I'm saying? If I come out on top, it's going to be like, oh, he out of pocket. He, he knew he shouldn't. Come on, bro. 
you don't know how that shit gonna go. It could go either way. Like, you know what I mean? Fuck that shit. A person is a person. A human is a human. So I'm gonna treat humans like humans, man. I don't give a fuck about the rest of that shit. And fuck that political correct shit. I'm saying what the fuck I'm saying. And I mean what the fuck I'm saying. You got a problem with it? You don't like that shit? Nigga, don't listen to my podcast no more. Go follow somebody else's shit. You feel me? But... I'm just sick and tired of the fucking double standard where straight people can't be straight no more, straight people can't say straight shit, or or, or or, it's okay for you to fuck with me, but it's not okay for me to fuck with you. I worked with a, uh, I worked with a gay nigga one time, right? And he was cool, you feel me? But... He made me feel uncomfortable one day because he tried to holler at me on the low. And I caught that shit immediately. And that's how that shit happened, right? So I'm coming out the cafe. I'm getting ready to go back to my office and shit. And I'm walking past the intake desk because the cafe was right next to the intake desk or whatever. So I'm coming out the cafe. Boom. I'm walking past the intake desk. And this nigga just out of nowhere was like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Now, mind you, I always been cordial. Everybody know this motherfucker is gay as fuck. All the shit, whatever. You feel me? I ain't never treated this person no type of way. You know what I'm saying? I ain't. You know, it was always just respect, and it was always just friendship type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause. I don't give a fuck what your preference is, nigga. Mine is mine. Yours is yours. Respect mine. I'm going to respect yours. So it was on that level. And I guess nigga must have got signals messed up. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't know what the fuck it was. But I'm just trying to get back to my office. And this nigga just all of a sudden felt like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. So off top, immediately, I knew. I'm like, bruh, this nigga trying to holler at me. So, I immediately was like, why? what I do to you? I ain't never did nothing to you. What you want to get me for? I ain't never talked bad to you. I ain't never motherfucking tried to do shit to you. All the shit, I said, what the fuck you want to get me for? And immediately, he just stopped. And he was like, oh, my bad. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm always fuck with you. I'm always try to be cool with you, but you can't be saying shit like that and then expect me not to wonder. You feel me? Like what I done to you for you to feel the way you feel. You know what I mean? And that was the conversation that we had. And boom, I kept it lit, kept it moving, and went on with the rest of my business day. You feel me? Now, in my mind, I'm like, man, I. I, I feel like I shut it down the right way. I feel like I shut it down the way it should have been shut down. Because I could have went about that shit a whole nother motherfucking way. I could have been like, nigga, you got me fucked up with your gang. Nigga, I like bitches. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I could have I could have did that shit a whole nother way. But instead, I acted oblivious. And I acted like, bruh, I ain't never did nothing to you. What you want to get me for? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't play. You know what I'm saying? Like. And, and he took it the way he was supposed to take it. The message I was trying to send out, he got it. You feel me? Like, maybe he thought that I really thought that I thought 
that he thought that I did something to him, and then that's why maybe he thought that, or maybe he thought, like, you know what I'm saying, like, yo, bro, got it, and he telling me, like, either way it go, the nigga got the point, and I did it the right way, you know what I'm saying, because I didn't appreciate that shit at all, you feel me, not, not in the least fucking bit, I didn't appreciate it, but I just found a way to immediately word it in a way that wasn't gay bashing, you feel me, like, I don't give a fuck what you got going on in your life, I don't give a fuck what your preferences, none of this shit, you know what I'm saying, but what you not gonna do is come at me with the bullshit, cause I ain't on that level, I'm, I'm over here, nigga, this is my shit over here, like, nigga, let's just make that shit clear right now, like, immediately, like, but I just, you know what I mean, the words that I chose to use, like, he picked up what I was putting down, I just don't know if he picked it up this way or that way, I just know the shit never happened again, you feel me, and I kept it the same, even that, that same day when I was leaving work, I'm like, alright bro, I'm gonna see you tomorrow, man, yeah, I'm gonna be here, alright bro, I'll holler at you, know, I'll see you tomorrow, like, you feel me, like, Cause on some real shit, like nigga, your shit is your shit, my shit is my shit, our shit don't cross, bro. You know what I'm saying, like, cause when I'm at work, when I'm at work, I'm that, I'm that work, nigga. I'm, 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 I'm high meds at work on my professional shit. You feel me? But once I clock out, I'm. I'm that nigga, you feel me, cause I always been that nigga, you know what I'm saying, so it's, it take mental training to be that work nigga, while I'm at work, cause I need this paper, you feel me, and then when I get off work, and I can be my regular nigga, and then, you know what I'm saying, I can get paper however the fuck I see fit, as long as... I know it ain't gonna, like, the older, the older you get, the more you start thinking about shit, and the more better decisions that you try to make, like, if I'm gonna hit something, if I'm gonna do something, if it's gonna, if I'm gonna sell something, if it, it gotta make sense, you feel me, I gotta, I gotta know how I'm gonna slide, how I'm gonna wiggle, how I'm gonna move to where, I could still be here tomorrow because I ain't got no more time to get to the police, you feel me? And if you don't feel that, then you ain't a real nigga and you don't need to be at the real shit round table right now, you feel me? That's just real talk, bro. I ain't no spring chicken no more. I ain't the fly by the seat of your pants ass nigga, you feel me? I'm the nigga that every move is motherfucking calculated. You know what I'm saying? Everything I do is on purpose. You hear me? Which, which lead me to my next thing is uh, this versus shit. I don't know if y'all been watching it and keeping up with it or not. You know what I'm saying? But the versus, that shit. That shit been going crazy, and I appreciate it, too, because it's it's the same thing as Drink Champs, where 
niggas is trying to give niggas they flowers while they still alive type of shit. And, and trying to respect motherfuckers <laughs> that done been there and done it and did great at it type of shit. You know what I mean? Like when the locks and dipset did they thing. To be honest, I I thought I thought it was gonna be good, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was gonna go down like that. I didn't know I didn't know the locks was gonna kill it like that. But you gotta remember, the locks is rough riders. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas is part of DMX shit. And them niggas got hits for days. You know what I mean? So, that shit happened the way it happened. Went down the way it went down. Jadakiss came out to be the motherfucking star of that shit. That's cool. You feel me? I ain't got no problem with that. Because I'm a Jadakiss fan. You know what I mean? On some real shit. And then we just had the fucking, uh, the, the Fat Joe and Ja Rule shit. And I ain't gonna lie. I, I remember, I remember a lot of the songs that, that Fat Joe played at first because I was a kid and, uh, his shit used to come out on MTV Raps. And I used to watch that shit. So I knew. I knew like the shit that Joe was playing. Like uh, this shit really came out. This is how Fat Joe even got introduced to hip hop in the first place. All that shit. But niggas got to realize For for a few years, Ja Rule really was that nigga, though. I mean, he really was. Like, as far as, like, this nigga had radio bangers every time you turned around. Nigga, you played that shit at the party. Like, everybody. If any motherfucker say they wasn't banging Ja Rule records when Ja Rule was at the top, use a motherfucking lie, bro. Use a motherfucking whole ass entire lie. There's no way you didn't. So, but the biggest story that came out of that shit was the uh, the the Diddy versus Jermaine Dupree, bro. That's the biggest story that came out of that shit. Cause the next day. Wasn't nobody talking about that versus battle. Everybody was talking about Diddy versus Jermaine Dupree, and then Diddy wanted Dre, and then them niggas got on Instagram. It was Fat Joe, Snoop Dogg, Diddy, Jermaine Dupree, then Swiss Beats and Timberland came in that motherfucker at the end. Swiss Beats came in and then left out because, you know, Swiss and Tim, they kind of run that shit. So that's what the fuck really was going on. And 
bruh, like, I, I'm ready for that battle, man. I want to see Jermaine Dupree versus Diddy. Producer to producer, and they just play their hits. Like, I work with this person, I work with that person, I made this beat, I made that beat. Like, I'm here for that shit. I want to I wanna see it. I want to hear it. Them two niggas on stage together, knowing the way they both like to perform, bruh, that shit about to go dumbass crazy. Like, it don't even matter who win, bruh. Like, that shit is going to be the show of shows. Because Snoop already said that Dr. Dre, he ain't... He ain't feeling that shit. He ain't about the bullshit. Like, and you got to respect it, too. Because, man, this nigga got the biggest records in the world, bro. This nigga done work with every major artist in the motherfucking game, nigga. Like, with the exception of Biggie. And Pun died before he could work with Pun. You know what I'm saying? So, that's really only... The only fucking records Diddy could have of people that he worked with that Dre ain't worked with is fucking Biggie. That's it. You feel me? But Dre got... Before you even knew who Diddy was, nigga, you knew who Dre was. From the world-class record crew to N.W.A. to Death Row to Aftermath. Like, nigga, fuck out of here, bro. You don't got enough records to really even challenge Dr. Dre on no level, nigga. So it makes sense for for Diddy and Jermaine Dupri to do their thing and to get out there, but... mm, That shit ain't none of my business, you feel me? But I... When I started rapping, I started rapping because I wanted to hear my story. Like, I, I love, I always love rap music. I always been a fan of hip-hop. I tried to do my little graffiti thing. I tried to do my little breakdancing thing. But that's just because that's what niggas was doing in the hood. And, you know, when you grow up around it, you adapt to it. It becomes a part of you. You know what I mean? I didn't didn't know that shit was hip-hop, bro. I really didn't. I just thought, "This this is what we do. This is who we are. And then when you turn on the radio and... This is what they playing on the radio, and every nigga in your hood is listening to these songs. Okay, this is this is us. Like this is what we do. So I didn't I didn't know it had a name. Like until later, when I was a teenager, I didn't know it was called hip hop, nigga. Until I was in my fucking thirties, nigga. I just thought it was called rap, <laughs> real rap. <laughs> Shout out to my Philly niggas. But when I decided to start rapping, 
I wasn't trying to be like nobody else. I wasn't trying to sound like nobody else. I wasn't trying to be popular. I just, I wanted to tell my story. I wanted to hear my story being told because every record I played, like, it had bits and pieces of me or this one right here, it got a lot of me, but it ain't the whole thing. Like, I I wanted my story to be told and that's why I started rapping. And I had success with that shit too. Because the first thing that's going to happen, niggas in the hood going to start talking about you. Like, yo, bro, got it right here. Like, bro, you know what I mean? And where I'm from, like, if if niggas don't see you do it, ain't heard about you doing it, if that ain't what you know for, like, the niggas standing right next to you ain't going to let you rap about that shit, bro. Town business, nigga. East Oakland, California, nigga, like. If niggas, if, if you ain't about that shit, the niggas standing next to you gonna stop you in the middle of your shit and be like, nah, nigga, you can't say that because you don't do that. You don't do this. You don't live like you ain't about that. Like, nigga, it's bad. So when niggas from your city and niggas from around you is like, yo, and telling other motherfuckers like, yo, this nigga right here, yo, this nigga, bro. That shit feels so good, nigga. And then to go to another state and then be doing another state. And then when you do another state, like, them niggas are seeing the same shit that your niggas saw. To the point where, like, I, I put out a group called Hood Made Niggas. HMZ. I put out a group, nigga. I had them niggas walking around in the streets selling our CDs from songs we made. Like, I'll buy the beat. We go to the studio. We pick a beat. i buy the beat. Boom. So today we bought the beat. Boom. Then we go to my house. We smoke weed. We drink. We eat. Whatever. We play the beat. We write the song. We write the hook. Today. Tomorrow. We go back to the studio. I pay for the studio time. We drop the song. We did that shit about four or five times. I go to the uh to the Walmart, buy hella blank CDs and shit. Go back to the studio and then press press up this shit. CD after CD after CD after CD. Spread that shit equally between myself and the group. Because we all own the shit. All of us. You know what I'm saying? But some songs, like I just did the hook. And then all the other songs, I had a verse. You feel me? So we did it like that. And then I, I hand out the CDs equally. And... Nigga, we, we turn into the street team. Everybody hit their respective corners and uh, on their respective blocks and their respective hoods. And 
Next thing you know, niggas know about hood-made niggas. You know what I'm saying? My manager, Rich Rap, at the time, Rich Rap, in the 80s, he had songs on the radio. He was doing shows in London. You know what I'm saying? Like, the industry knew who this nigga was, so he was getting me shows, nigga. He was getting me shows, so I'm, I'm sitting here, nigga, real life booked at clubs and shit to go do shows and shit. And nigga Cali, the nigga Nolo Cali young nigga from California in Philly in the height of the East Coast, West Coast beef type shit. It was supposed to have been over, but it wasn't over though because certain niggas didn't have no love for no Cali nigga being in Philly and you know what I'm saying like that shit was complicated like it wasn't the niggas that had love for me had love for me and everybody else didn't nigga that's basically best I can put it right now cause I'm running out of time but yeah and then I fucked around and then Started a whole nother group called Organized Rhyme out there where we had a nigga bred from Virginia. That nigga was from Virginia, so we had the South. My other nigga from Miami. We had me from Cali. We had uh, Banks, Leg, Semi, all from motherfucking Philly. So we had the East Coast, the West Coast, and the South all in one group. And that's why we called it Organized Rhyme, bruh. And then we started doing shows together. And then Trip. Oh, nigga. I'm going to have to elaborate on this some more a little later on, another episode or whatever. Because I only got like 15 minutes left and I ain't going to be able to get it out. In that time, but we had a, uh, I had a show booked at Fizo Lounge on South Street. Now remember that name, Fizo Lounge on South Street in South Philly. And when we came to the club to book the show, nigga, uh, the, the club owner, he was like, yeah, this where y'all gonna be performing and shit, boom. So we seeing the dance floor, all the shit, me and my manager, right? And I'm looking at these little pillars, you know what I'm saying, in, in the middle of the floor. I'm like, man, can we stand up on these or whatever? And he was like, yeah, it's cool, do what y'all wanna do. I'm like, boom, okay, it's a little stage right there. I'm like, so we basically gonna be right there. And he like, yeah, and it's the DJ booth over here and a little... DJ booth was like a corner pocket type shit. So, okay, cool, boom. Then the nigga take us upstairs. We go upstairs, and he like, this the VIP shit. And he was like, after y'all niggas finished performing, this where y'all gonna be chilling at. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the, the shit was cool. Like, it was, it looked at VIP like a motherfucking, it was secluded. And it was like, niggas, regular niggas, if you come in the club, you ain't gonna even know this shit is up here. You hear me? So, boom. We paid the nigga to book the spot to do the show, right? Because that's how this shit work. Like, you don't just ask a nigga, can I do a show? And nigga be like, yeah. Nope. We paid for the spot. And then part of the deal was we get 
50% of the dough money and we get 50% of the bar money based on the asses we bring in the dough. So, boom. Shit is done. The night of the show, bruh. Me and the whole organized rhyme is there, my nigga. Me and the whole organized rhyme is there. So we come in and, and we walk in. It's like narrow because it's like seats to the left all up and down the wall. And then it's the bar to the right. And then they got a couple of booths on side of the door right here. You feel me? So we come in, boom, everybody buying drinks. We trying to, you know what I'm saying? We trying to get loose. Because we finna do our motherfucking thing. Come round, round about the time when we supposed to get on. I go to the motherfucking DJ booth. I'm like, yeah, I need this many mics or whatever. He was like, nah, I only got one mic. I was like, what? I was like, nigga, we already booked this shit. Like, we have flyers up and down the block. Like, niggas know we gonna be here. We got motherfuckers in this bitch. You feel me? And it was a cord attached to the microphone. And it was like, the cord was like two feet long, bruh. And he was like, oh, y'all just going to have to take turns coming up and down right here. And when I'm sitting here arguing with this nigga, I see Benny Siegel walk into the fucking shit. Like, the DJ booth was by the dance floor. You feel me? I see Benny Siegel walk into the shit. I'm like, hold on, bro. Hold on. So I just shut down the whole conversation. I go holler at my manager. And he like, yo, it's Benny Siegel birthday party, bruh. I'm like, why the fuck them niggas didn't tell us this shit before? Whoa, whoa. I'm like, hell no. So I go back to the DJ booth. And I'm like, if y'all niggas knew now I'm getting at the DJ because he, he knew what the fuck was going on the whole time. Like, nigga, when I first came up here asking about the mics, nigga, you could have said something. He like, oh, no, no, nobody told me nothing. They just... You know, that's why I only had one mic and, man, fuck that bullshit you talking about, you lying ass motherfucker, nigga. So now, Benny Siegel on the dance floor. He got like three, four bitches dancing around him. He's standing in the middle of like three, four bitches, Ben. OR is standing against the motherfucker. Like, we got the whole wall took up. So now, and I got Muslims and shit, and I got hood-made niggas in there with the OR, and you feel me? Like, so now I got to go tell them niggas, yo, it's Beans birthday party, woo, and cornbread, no beans. Them niggas know each other. He used to tell me all the time, like, this nigga Beans the kidnapped me for like two, three days. <laughs> oh, shit. This shit crazy. It's a true story, though. So, I got to tell them niggas, like, yo, we ain't, we ain't doing shit tonight. It's Benny Siegel birthday party. Like, and then, at the time, like, Mac, Daddy, Young Strappy, the OG gangster. Yes, I is. Like, that shit playing in the background. I'm like, oh, man. I just, I had state property on repeat at the crib. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. This is Benny's Rockefeller. Rock in the building. Like, 
dang, nigga, this, it, we could, we could, we could find another way to, you know what I'm saying, to, but it's damn sure a good start, like, shit, nigga, but while I'm talking to these niggas, it's clear, like, they hit it, and I'm calming niggas down, you know what I mean, I got on a, I got on a black and gray hat that say Oakland across the front, I got on a Black and gray Raiders jersey, Tim Brown name on the back of this motherfucker, number 81. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's clear. Like, hood niggas is in the building, and, and me and Brad never went nowhere, and we wasn't strapped, and we had niggas with us to tell you. It was, we wasn't worried about the action and shit. You feel me? All of us could fight. Like, we wasn't worried about the action. It was about respect. You feel me? Long story short. Calm that shit down. I pull a bitch to the side. I'm dancing with a bitch right next to Beanie's, nigga. Right next to Beanie Seagull, nigga. I'm dancing with a bitch right there. I got one bitch. He got three, four bitches in a circle around her. I look at him with a smile and give him a nod. He smile at me, give me the nod. I go back dancing with the bitch. I look at the squad. Them niggas are sitting over there like, man, they still pissed off because niggas want to perform, you feel me? They felt like it would have been better if we could have performed for that nigga. But you got to remember it's this nigga birthday. Though. Like, come on, niggas ain't trying to be doing all that shit on their birthday. Just keep it gangster, bro. Like, let the nigga have his day. I didn't know that he, while I'm dancing with this bitch and looking at them niggas, and he went off and talked to my manager and my promoter, because I had a promoter and a manager at the time. He went off and talked to them, and then he came back. I went to go get another drink. Then I, then I see uh, my manager and my promoter at the table, so I'm going to highlight them niggas, because I'm like, yo... We done paid for this shit. I want my money back. All, all that shit, right? As soon as I sat down, they was like, yo, Beans just left the table. I'm like, what the nigga say? I done already, just that fast, I done already forgot. Like, I'm coming over here because, like, nigga, I want all the money back. The money for the flyers, the money for the club, nigga, everything. Like, nigga. And, like, Beans just left the table. I'm like, what that nigga say? They was like, yo, the nigga said... You ever want to do a song with him? He down to do a song with you, and he said he been through shit like this before too. Don't give up, keep it going, don't stop. I was like, yo, this shit crazy as fuck. I wasn't expecting to hear. I was like, Beans was he do a song with him? He ain't even heard nothing. Okay, all right. They like, what? Nigga, if Benny Seagull said he'll do a song with you, nigga, what, you gonna say no? Fuck out of here, nigga. You lying ass motherfucker, nigga. You crazy as fuck, nigga. And I'm in South Philly, nigga. I'm on his block, nigga. You crazy, nigga. If you don't take that motherfucking respect and respect it, nigga, fuck that shit, bro. You stupid, nigga. You deserve to get killed, nigga. Fuck that. Shout out to Beans, nigga. This no locale, you know. But uh, thank y'all for listening to the to the uh, newest installment of the No Low Cali on Real Shit Roundtable podcast, and I'm gonna get up with y'all niggas a little later. Peace.